0: You're listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode 135. Usher Bailey, ladies and gentlemen, I've got her back on the podcast. She was on the podcast a little while ago, maybe a few months ago, and she just blew people's minds with her energy, how she showed up, and just, you know, so much inspiration. So if you don't know who Usher is, She's an incredible wedding photographer and she spoke at the last Wedding Photography Summit and she's actually coming back to this Wedding Photography Summit to teach client experience, which I'm really, really excited about. Now, I wanted to jump on and I want to have a quick chat with her to see if she could share a little bit about client experience, get us all ready for what she's got in store for us at the Wedding Photography Summit. Now she gives some really good tips and we have a bit of a conversation. It kind of just flows and I think you're going to get a lot from it because I think a lot of us, we think of client experience as like like an A to B kind of thing, but we forget that it's continual and it's throughout everything we do, like everything we do, right? So I think you're going to get a new perspective. We both share so many different things on this. And look, client experience is so, so important. So I want you to get out your notepad. I want you to write down. If you get any notes out of out of today's episodes, write them down. Keep them on your phone so you can keep going back to them, looking at them, strengthening your client experience. I'll give you a couple of practical things that you can do put in your notes and screenshot it and tag me at jialong.co so i can check out what you got from this podcast episode and i can share it on my instagram as well like that would be really cool i would just say hi at jialong.co i'd love to hear from you now before we get started into this episode so much good stuff but the wedding photography summit is coming up honestly you got to get your ticket you've got to share this thing it's going to be incredible it's an absolute game changer we got 24 hour replay we have so many speakers, Asha Bailey is going to be talking about client experience and giving us so many practical tips. You're going to be just writing away on this thing. I know my wife, Leela, she's she's teaching a class on like how to create an emotional connection with your work to your clients using your website, right? So so many of us don't do this. And Leela and I, we both look at websites all day long at so many people's websites and we see all the mistakes that people make. So she wants to put it straight and give you some really quick, easy, practical tips. Now for myself, I actually am going to change my talk. Originally it was going to be about creating a purpose-driven portfolio, but um, things got out of hand, we ran out of time here. And I'm like, hey, you know what I should do? I should just coach like I do for an hour. And show people how to make a roadmap to six figures. So if you're a wedding photographer right now and you're like, man, I really would love to make a sustainable business, make six figures, then I'm going to get in there. I'm going to help with some mindset and making that roadmap. And we're going to get in there and I'm going to give you an hour of solid coaching where you're just going to be writing a lot of things down. You're going to be motivated and you're going to have a strategy. So I'm really, really excited about that. All this is only $7, by the way. It's got to be the most valuable workshop on the planet. Just to give him perspective, like Chewy going to be headlining. He's doing an hour and a half talk on storytelling, on his processes and stuff. And he charges $3,000 for two hours mentoring with him. Now, you're getting it for $7 plus the other nine speakers, which is just mind-blowing. Jasmine Starr, she charges so much if you want to do some mentoring with her. She's going to be going in and showing us how to better use social media and connect with our clients with social media, which I'm really, really excited about. So if you do want to know more about the Wedding Photography Summit, head over to WeddingPhotographySummit.com. Nice and easy. Other than that, let's go and talk to Asha. And uh, yeah, good to have you back on the show, guys. Hey, how are you doing today?
1: I am great. How are you?
0: I'm really good. Asha, there's not many people we've had on the podcast twice, but this is the second time this year that you've been on on the podcast on Make Your Break. And I'm really excited to dive in and chat to you today.
1: I'm so excited. I I'm, I was very shocked when you reached out to me again and so excited because I really wanted to, to do it again and join again. I had so much fun the first time. So thank you for having me back.
0: Of course. So um, one thing last time when I talked to you, you came, you had lots of energy and stuff, but you're also really busy. You're doing a lot of things at that time. Is your life settled down a little bit at the moment? Has wedding season sort of finished up for you? Or?
1: Yeah. So compared to to where we were at the last time, it's definitely slowed down a little bit. Um, I only have... I think one or two more weddings for the rest of the year. So my busy season was definitely in the, the summer months before this, but I'm finally catching a break and catching up. And it's been so nice because I was, I was in the thick of it when we, when we did this last time. Did
0: you just get married?
1: I did not get married. I got engaged and we are doing everything out of order. We had a reception first and cool. now we're taking engagement photos and having a million parties, but our wedding is next year.
0: That is so good. Like, I love hearing how people do it all differently. Hey. I
1: know. I love it too. It's so fun. And now being in this position where I'm always talking about, you know, do everything how you want. Like, don't listen to what your family says. Go for it. Now I'm actually in the position to actually do that. And I'm like, okay, wait, yeah, no, I 100% stand by this. (laughs) Everyone needs to do what they want. It's so much more fun and less stressful that way.
0: Yeah like one thing that um I personally don't love about weddings this is my own opinion I don't I don't actually love how everyone gets ready separately and so for me like if I'm getting married I actually love the fact that I wanted to spend the whole day with my partner and yeah, so totally. we got ready together and that was one thing for me that was like really important I was like I wanted to wake up in the same house in the same room yeah. and I wanted to you know get dressed together spend the morning together and then us come and Um, arrive at the ceremony together to like meet all our friends and family. And I felt like that was really cool and a little bit different to how most people do it.
1: No, totally. I love that. And I love that. I love the idea of that because it's, it's, I feel like it's very outdated. I mean, weddings in general, the traditions are super outdated. So I think we do a lot of things just because that's how we are supposed to do them. And I get it. There, There are some, you know, traditions that Don't have like the best meaning, but are still, you know, when you do it in a modern way, it's still cool or beautiful or whatever. As I just think, as long as it's meaningful to you, like go for it. If you don't care about a certain aspect or you don't like it, don't do it. There's literally no rules at all when it comes to weddings. It just feels like there are because of the movies and our grandparents and our parents and traditions and stuff like that. So I think that's something that. I want to hear more about, I want to hear more people being like, fuck it. I want to do what I want. And we're going to do what we want because it's our day. Like it's like one of the few days you get that's like completely about you, you know? Well,
0: let's talk about this a little bit more because who makes all these rules all the time? Like no, really yeah, rules, they like, they kill me, right? Like I, th- I think I'm just the type of person, like I, I hate authority and I always have, <laughs> I was always back chatting when I was at, um, when I was at school and doing all that kind of stuff, but I just think it's like when someone makes up a rule, I'm like, who made this rule and why are we enforcing it? Why do we just abide by it? Like, it's so weird. And so we're talking about like wedding traditions and sometimes we feel like something might be a little bit outdated, but also in our businesses, like who's making the rules for us to run a business.
1: No, totally. And that's another thing is there are no rules. Like there are none. You can do whatever you want. I think a good example. I know we talked about this last time, but, How, you know, I like to cuss a lot and like say fuck a lot. And I know when I started my business and like my parents would see on Instagram, like in my captions, I'd be like, what the fuck is up? Like, how are you guys doing? This is so cool. They're like, (laughs) you can't talk like that. People are not going to want to hire you. And I'm like, no, the right people will want to hire me and the people that I don't want to work with won't. And it actually works out perfectly for me like that. And now they Mm. understand it and they get it and they just know that's how I am. So it's fine. But it's just funny because I think that there are these unspoken rules that we live by for no reason. And Mm -hmm. I think as soon as people start to break free of that and start doing what they want and what's best for their business and their brand, everybody's just way happier and like everything falls into place way more seamlessly that way.
0: I love that. One of the reasons why I want to talk about rule breaking is because we're going to be talking about client experience today. And I have a very different opinion on client experience than a lot of people. And I know you're going to be bringing something different as well because you're passionate about client experience. And for me, like the main thing that I want to say with client experience is like, there isn't any rules. So many people say, like, so what do I have to do? Like, what do I have to send something out? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Man. If you're thinking about those small things, then you're forgetting the the overall whole picture of how to best serve your clients because it comes down to all the tiny little things and how you do it authentically.
1: Totally. So I love that because that's exactly it. I I think that people think about client experience in like tiny portions as opposed to stepping back and really Mm. reflecting on the fact that client experience is from the minute that someone finds you on Instagram and how you make them feel to the last time that you guys talk after the wedding, after the photo shoot, whatever it is, that entire culmination of experiences will be, leave a, last, a lasting impression on them and overall will f- filter into their head as, okay, this was my experience with them, whether it's good, bad, you know, funny, whatever, how they're feeling. It's everything, it's not just well, I sent them a great gift after the wedding. So they're gonna love me. It's like, no, because <laughs> there's so many things that happened up before that, you know?
0: Well, one thing is you said it starts when they, when they like first find your Instagram account, but I would argue it starts before they even find it. So yeah. for instance, imagine, I should like someone comes to find you, but through a friend that heard you on this podcast was like, you need to hear this person. Like she just gave so much value and it's just incredible. So someone's already, they already have a belief an opinion about you and your business before they even reach you Instagram. And then from there, like your experience and what new rate or the story that you tell, or the way that you make people feel like continues and carries on and hopefully reflects what someone's already said about you.
1: Yeah, totally. So I touch on this in my, in my talk for the wedding photography summit a little bit, but I totally agree with that. I think that the second they find you whether that's on Instagram on Facebook word of mouth wherever you are in the the internet world wherever you wherever your footprint is in the world that is an opportunity for someone new to come across you and create that first impression so for me I'm like you want to make sure that you're putting yourself out there authentically, and you know how I feel about that word, but you know, genuinely, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, <laughs> you know, you know, but we're um, getting the you,
0: buzzwords going,
1: yeah, the buzzwords. But you want to make sure <laughs> that you're coming forward as yourself in every channel that you're presenting yourself in because you don't know where someone's going to find so you, good. you don't know where someone's going to come across you and interact with you, and you can't control that first impression outside of what you're putting out there, you know, like when somebody reaches you and comes across you out there organically, they're going to create their own first impression, whether it's good, bad, whatever it is. So you want to just make sure that you're doing your best to put yourself out there in a way that you want to be perceived and you want your business to come across other people because you can't control where someone makes that first impression of you.
0: Do you think um, it changes opportunities that you get based off like how you put yourself out into the world? So for example, imagine if I did a post in an Instagram account or on a Facebook group or something. And I said something very negative. Maybe I was complaining about my clients or something. And then you read that. And then maybe in six months time, I reach out to you and say like, Hey, would you like to go on my podcast? And then you go like, Hey, I've already actually experienced your business without you even realizing that. And to right. be honest, I actually don't.
1: Right. Okay. You posted something the other day that has been on my mind since reels became a thing. Mm-hmm. Jai, why are, why are people... Getting on reels and like talking shit about like other photographers or clients. clients. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that. And I'm just like, and I'm like, I get that there are some that are funny that are like, I think just like playful that everyone experiences and everyone's like, oh man, like this person put a filter over my picture and like that sucks. Like obviously, that's a very general thing. But some of these people get really specific. And I'm like, okay, if that were me, even if that weren't me, but I had thought like, oh my God, is that, is that about me? Like, are they talking about me? Did they experience this with me? And I didn't know, or did I unintentionally offend my photographer? And then they made a reel about it. Like Mm. I would feel embarrassed and I would feel hurt. And I'm just like, I just don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth the, the, the laughs or like the, um, maybe somebody like or the reach that you that. get. Yeah. The, yeah. Reach or the impressions or the engagement or whatever. I just think that sometimes like there's a fine line between like being funny and playful and then like being offensive.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, imagine if we just did this podcast episode and I'm like, yeah, you know, this was fun. And then I made a reel going like another podcast episode came another boring interview, <laughs> I would, cry. you know, and then you'd be I like, we just did one. Like, is this about yeah. me?
1: Literally. And, and you literally, yeah. yeah. That's no, how we would hurt, feel. 100%. And it's totally human to feel like that because it's an experience that we just did together, whether it's about me or not. It could be something that you did a month ago, but it's just the totally. time of it. And you might not even realize like, oh, she might think this way. Like, I'm sure that 90% of the time it's totally innocent and just like, oh, I have this idea for a funny bit. Let me do it. Unintentionally hurting the feelings of like a couple people along the way. I just don't think it's worth it. And I I do think... But, and believe me, I'm all about like, crass humor and like being blunt and all that. I love that. I think it's funny. I'm very sarcastic. But I think that when you have all eyes on your work and you're a business owner, mm-hmm. it's like, it, I just don't think it's in the best taste to do that about specific experiences like that.
0: <laughs> I don't think ever about our clients, to be honest. And it goes like like these opportunities, right? And we forget that, you know, like things that we post it, it paints a picture of ourselves. And for me, like I, I run the wedding photography summit, so I actually have to like essentially hire educators to come in and educate my right. community. And um, like I'm very picky and and I choose and i and I pick who comes and who comes back and everything. And there's been like one or two educators that I've been getting some like very negative feedback through students that have like gone on and done some of their workshops or or they had a bad experience, however, But then when you go into Facebook groups, people all recommend that person. And then for me, I'm like, I know that person would sell tickets, but... At the end of the day, I'm like, I don't actually want to give that person the opportunity because I don't right. really want to associate my business with the experiences that they truly give out. And so right. it's real interesting because it's not me having a direct time with their business. It's their clients having direct time with their business. Well, that just ties news back travels.
1: Yeah. That just ties back into client experience. You have never actually interacted with them, but you've already experienced part mm-hmm. of their client experience through other clients that they've had. And that's, it just comes full circle like that. That's why I think it's so important to be mindful about what you're putting out there and how you're running things and not just doing things for the engagement or the money or the sales or whatever it is. Like You really want to create valuable content because these are real people that are experiencing it and putting their money towards it and that want and are expecting and looking for a specific experience with you. So I just think that that's super important.
0: Okay you're talking about value right there. I want to ask you a question. A lot of us overestimate what value is. Like we always think like oh value means I need to like decrease my prices and I need to work for like 50 more days on the one job and I need to do all this stuff. But would you agree that value could be like leaving someone a nice comment on their Instagram?
1: Oh 100%. 100%. I think value could be anything that impacts someone and leaves them feeling it does. It not even a specific feeling, just feeling something about you or your brand or your business.
0: Yeah, it's real interesting because I do do a lot of mentoring with a lot of people, and a lot of the times people say like, "Man, I'm not getting interactions. I'm not getting any reach. No one wants to do business with me. No one wants to. There's just nothing happening." But then when I have a look, I'm like, "But you haven't given to anyone either, right. and so how can you expect to receive when you haven't even given?"
1: Right. I agree with that 100%. I also think it's very easy for people on Instagram to get an idea of like what success is. And I think that it almost always falls into the category of okay, am I getting enough likes, comments, shares, views, reach, engagement? And I don't think it has anything to do with that, honestly, because Mm. you could be getting 10,000 likes on every single thing that you post. But if people aren't like, reaching out to you wanting to hire you excited about the things that you post and they're just you're just getting the likes because you want the likes it's like what's the point likes aren't going to you know take your business to the next level like you'll look better on instagram i guess but if you're not having those meaningful interactions then what is the point
0: that is so interesting so interesting because we we have the wrong measurement of success totally. or the wrong metric that we go after but what you're saying there is like People are not getting excited about your stuff, but so excited that they're reaching out to work with you. Right. Maybe we need to change something up.
1: Right. A hundred percent.
0: I love that. So, at the Wedding Photography Summit, you're going to be talking a little bit about client experience. And I love to dive in today without giving too much away. But I yeah. know client experience is literally like I've talked about it for hours and hours with so many different people. And it goes to so many different conversations because it's almost endless. Like we it can is. talk about this forever.
1: It is. I could literally sit here and talk about it for so long because, like I said before, there are so many different avenues and channels that you could always. Improve on. So, I I don't know if you saw, but I asked on Instagram um, a couple of weeks ago, I did a poll and I said, Are you happy with your client experience or do you feel like what you're offering to your couples, your clients, that can be improved? So, it was kind of like a yes, I think I could improve a little bit or no, I'm solid. I'm 100% like I'm good. I'm my business. Is <laughs> I, I send
0: <say>, out <laughs> that, that package. It's all good. Like, right,
1: exactly. <laughs> we're good. I am the best business owner. Of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, most people said, no, I think that I could improve a little bit. And I feel like that honestly should have been hundred percent. I mean, I don't care who you are in a business, like everyone, Apple, like Google, anything that your client experience can always be improved no matter what, no matter how successful your business is. So that was just interesting to me that, you know, some people were like, no, I'm solid. I'm good. And I, it's just, if if you take a step back and you're really just honest with yourself or even put yourself in your client's shoes, which I feel like more people should do more often, like say you're going to hire a photographer, what would they have to do for you to feel valued and feel important and feel solid in your decision with who you chose as a photographer? And I feel like we could all step back and like do little things, extra things to make people feel, you know, more important as our clients. Cause I do feel like that's A really important aspect of a client experience is making your individual clients feel like they're your only client. They don't want to feel like, oh, well, she's got a 100 other people that she's doing this for. You want to feel special. Everyone wants to feel special.
0: Mm. I love that so much. Would you say with client experience, one of the best ways to form up your own client experience? Because we all have like different core values of what we value. But actually um, going off an example of doing business with other businesses and then seeing how you're treated, how you felt and how you could implement that same feeling into your business if it was a great experience.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's i think that's the honestly the best way to, to experience what other people are experiencing with you because it's easy to be like, well, if I step back, I know that my intentions are this, this and this. And it doesn't always come down to what your intentions are, but how your intentions are kind of like illustrated or how how it makes them feel you know everybody has good intentions but not those intentions aren't always received in the way that you're intending them to mm-hmm. be received you know so i think that when you're looking intrinsically like that it's easy to be like well no my business is really good because i want them to feel this and i'm doing what i can to make them feel this but you know not everyone's going to feel what you're trying to make them feel because everyone's different so I think it's a really, really good exercise and just an opportunity to work with other businesses and to see what you like, what you don't like, what they did that made you feel a specific way that you probably never thought to implement into your own business or anything like that. I just think that that's like a really, a really good way to actually experience, you know, what you're trying to give to other clients.
0: Love that. So, if you don't mind me sharing, I actually used to do a little in my old workshops i used to do a little a task or, or like a project where i would get everybody to jot down their five top things that they value the most in business And then see if they're doing that in their own business. So for example, like, why do you buy an Apple computer over buying a Dell computer? Maybe you love packaging and how that makes you feel. And why do you go to that cafe around the corner that's super busy and not the one that's close to you that's cheap? Maybe you love status. Maybe you love a unique product. Maybe you like to be seen. And so if you write these things down, so these are like your core values of why you do business with businesses. Then from there, you can start... Changing and making sure that your business does the same thing. Maybe do you have a unique product? Do you make people feel like a one of a kind? You know, whatever it is. But I think that's just like a good practical thing that we can do.
1: No, I agree 100%. And like you said, with the the packaging and stuff, like that's a huge reason why people buy Apple over Dell or, or, or whatever, because they love the packaging. And then if you look at it, if you look at the marketing and the actual business behind Apple, they spend so much money on research and design and development of making sure that their packaging is like as As
0: good as the product.
1: Yeah. Aesthetically (laughs) pleasing and as like, just as fun to open it as their actual product. Like people love opening Mac Mm -hmm. products or Apple products because everything about it is just so fun. Everything is like seamless. It works. And it's because they put in the time because they know how important that is. And then look how well it works for them.
0: Hey, if one of the big, like if a trillion dollar company is, is putting that much effort into something, man, they're a smart company. They know what they're
1: exactly. doing.
0: 100%. I got one friend from an old studio and he was saving up for a new computer and he couldn't see why anyone would buy a Mac computer and he'd show me all the stats. And he was like, no, nah, man, I'm just going to go to this HP computer and uh, I'm going to save myself like a $1,000. And I was like, yeah, cool. And so he went out and he finally saved up. He got this new computer and he brought it back and it came in this cardboard box wrapped in bubble wrap. And he literally opened it up and he was just so disappointed with like the money he just saved and then how it made him feel that he wrapped it right. back up. He took it back to the shop and he actually got a Mac because he wanted to go. I just bought something. I feel like this is actually yeah, worth you it. you feel right?
1: good about it. Right. You yeah. feel good about it and you're excited to come home and open it. And I mean, when opening something is as fun and as appealing as using the product, like you're winning.
0: Mm. I love that so much. One thing I want to ask you, what do you think about um, client experience in terms of how well it serves you and how much you should do it for you and yourself or how much you should do it for your clients and how well it serves your clients? So an example that I'm thinking of right now is... For instance something that serves me is like maybe making something a little bit easier by like not accepting credit card payments because it saves me a little bit of money and then there's a system I've already got there but but for my clients they really want to pay with credit card but I'm like well it's my business I really want to serve myself or should I be going mm, the client experience is kind of it's kind of falling down at the payment gateway like yeah what what do you think about that
1: So I think the original part of your question was, is it more self-serving or is it more for your client? And like, how do you go about that? I think it's literally a full circle. I think that if you're fulfilling your clients, you will feel fulfilled in your business because at the end of the day, especially the business that we're in, we are in this for people. We serve people. We do things for people. We are there for their events, their weddings, their, you know, whatever it is. So I think it's difficult to be in this business to be self-serving and to be successful running a business while being self-serving. You know what I mean? Yeah. To be in the photography business and, and sure. running from, from a self-serving perspective, I think is really hard because at the end of the day, everything you do at, is for your clients. So mm. I think that if you can in run your business with the mindset of, okay, if I do this and it's easier for them, it might take me an extra 10 minutes. It might cost me an extra $10. It might cost me whatever it's costing you. If it's ultimately making your couples or your clients happier, I think that that's completely worth it.
0: Yeah. So there's something that I always say is do the hard things so your clients... do the easy things because so so often we always try and do the easy things like we do bare minimum all the time like i don't really want to do this i don't really want to give them those extra photos or i don't want to stay an extra hour or i don't want to you know but it's like man do the hard things so your clients don't have to they just do the easy things
1: i definitely get caught in that especially during busy season and you're just like god like this sucks i'm tired i just want to be done like i've been editing for 10 hours or whatever do I really want to go in and like retouch these photos? Are they even gonna notice? And then I'm just like, okay, hold on, let me put myself in my client's shoes, who just, mm. you know, saved up all this money and paid me all this money, and we're so excited to have me there. They
0: are your only client too. You have to keep exactly. going back to that, hey.
1: Exactly. They're expecting this level from me. I need to perform above that level so that they leave as happy as possible.
0: I love that so much. I think when you start getting this mentality, you think about this with everything, right? So when I run a summit, like, you know, I think last time or the first time we had about 8,000 students, but when I'm there, I'm talking to everyone as if they're the only person that's there. And so when I'm in my workshops and I do like group coaching and stuff, like when I'm in there, I'm like, man, everyone that's asking me a question, I'm answering all of them because you are all here. You're not a number. And so I think- Too often we think that we, oh, like I've got 50 clients this year for my weddings and I've got you know a thousand people and doing one-on-one mentoring and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And everything becomes a stat and a number and a like and a share. But really, like there's humans on the other side and they are invested in you. So you owe it to them.
1: Absolutely. They don't have 50 photographers. They have you. And the fact that you have 50 clients doesn't affect them or it shouldn't affect them. And I think that especially... Right now, I'm sure you've seen so many posts where people are sharing, "This is why your gallery's late," or "Be patient with photographers right now." You know they're busy and all that stuff, and all of that is completely valid. We are we are dying right now. We are struggling, but I, I just think I just think that those posts kind of um, paint a negative picture for the clients who just had their wedding and are excited to receive their photos or whatever, still on the high of their wedding. And then they go on and they see the photographer just being like, I have so much to do. I'm dying. I don't want to do it. Like I'm over this. I'm exhausted. Please be patient with me. Like obviously everyone deserves grace in this, in this period of time. But I just think that those things could have a negative effect on the people that are seeing them. Because again, they are, you're their one photographer. So they are mm-hmm. excited that you're excited. They want to feel that energy from you that you're like a hundred percent in it. Yeah. We're all struggling right now, but I got you. I'm going to get your photos to you as you know, within the deadline that I had promised you when you signed the contract and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And I just think maintaining that energy, whether it's, you know, forced or not for social media, because sometimes we have to force things for social mm-hmm. media to make people, you know, feel something. I think that that's really important to make sure that people feel the energy from you because it's really easy to go on social media and leave feeling down, you know, feeling like drained because of everything going on in the world. So I just think that when it comes to something happy like wedding photography, you want to kind of keep that happy, positive, excited feeling about it.
0: Yeah, I like absolutely agree. And one thing that I'm drawn to you is like you're so busy all the time, but you're never complaining about it. you know what I mean? So you're not like putting it on me as a follower and I'm not feeling drained going like, Oh man, like poor poor Asha. (laughs) Exactly. I don't
1: want anyone to ever feel like that. I don't want you to log on. And I'm like, Jai, I'm fucking tired and I'm going to make it your problem right now. (laughs) Like, no, it's not. It's fine. It's like, everybody's tired. It's okay. We all got stuff to do. We're going to do it and it's going to be fine.
0: Well, let's talk about a quick practical tip because sometimes we can talk about what people do wrong, but let's flip it. And, um, One thing is if you're doing a post saying like, hey, I'm too tired, like bear with me. I'm going to get your stuff and it could be negative. So let's maybe flip it and say like, maybe we could do a post or a reel or something and say like, hey, I'm taking some time to recharge my energy. So you won't see me on social media so I can show up even more for you. And so I can like fill my cup. And so we're reversing it instead of saying the negative effects of having all these clients, we can say the positive, Hey, I'm learning so much. I'm meeting so many people. I am having so many more experiences. I'm getting so much better at photography and I'm going to show up for you.
1: And imagine like being another photographer, seeing that message. Oh yeah. And they might be feeling down. Imagine like the energy shift that they would feel from reading that and seeing that and kind of reflecting and being like, Oh my God, like, wait, I'm really tired too. But I like where I like their perspective. I like how they're looking at this. Like, I'm going to go recharge so that I can show up for my couples better. Because I think showing up for your couples is the most important thing you can do as a photographer. That's that's it. That's your one job is to show up and be there and do your job to the best of your ability. That's all they're asking for.
0: Show up for your clients. I've got to say, inside my six-figure business map, I do like coaching calls every two weeks. And they usually go for like between five to seven hours. Like yeah. nonstop, right? Crazy. And you're everyone crazy. in there is, you're insane. Yeah, I know. And everyone <laughs> in there is like, how do you just do that? Like, how do you sit there for seven hours? But you got to realize that what I do is I prioritize the people that are investing in me. So I don't take on any other work that day. I don't stay up late the night before. I make sure I eat healthy, I drink water and I prepare myself so I can be there and so I can serve and serve and serve. And so I think like that, like with my clients, like when I shoot weddings, like I've got to be honest with you, I I shoot four weddings in a weekend. Like I'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like I do that. But I make sure that every single day I show up and I never talk about yesterday's wedding. I never talk about how tired I am. And every day is the best day that I've ever had at a wedding.
1: You have to make it that way. You have to make it that way. Even if you are feeling tired, all it takes is for you to be like, yeah, I'm tired. This is kind of miserable. And then you're done. Like you're in a slump. You're, your your headspace mm-hmm. is already clouded with the negativity. And then it's just like, what's the point? There's no... It's not fun for anyone after that.
0: Here's a couple of other things. You could also... Um, like from the outside, you could seem too busy. So I'll show you like you're flying around doing all this kind of stuff. And I reach out to you and you get back to me and I'm like, oh, she's not too busy. And I think sometimes just the language that we use. So people always say to me like, oh, John, I know you're busy. Like my clients, if I'm shooting a wedding, I know you're busy. Don't disturb you. Um, my coaching clients, I know you're busy. My friends, I know you're busy. But I think the language that we use. And for me, I always say like, I'm never too busy for you. Like I'm never, don't ever say that. I'm never too busy for you. I've got energy. i got time. I'm willing to listen. I can be there. like no problem. And I think sometimes, like even just saying the right things to the right people changes the client experience.
1: no, absolutely. And I think that that is a really good point. I think it's just the way that you speak. I, I also really appreciate those clients because I have those clients too that that recognize like, hey, I know oh totally. That- you're not posting a lot. So that means that you're probably busy doing this. I don't want to bug you. I don't want you to feel like there's another thing to add it onto your plate. I appreciate just that energy, that patience. Um, even if I'm not doing anything, I'm like, oh my God, I love you. That makes me want to get back to them even faster and make them feel like, mm-hmm. no, I am busy, but you're a priority and I want you to I want you to feel that. So I, I think that's really a good point to make. Uh, I appreciate those people. But also I think that I, I, I never like to say, like, I don't have time because I read this post like literally years ago when I was in high school, like everyone has time. It's just what you prioritize. So there's 24 hours in a day. You have 24 hours. If you want to spend 10 of those hours sleeping, that's your priority and that's fine. But there are so many things you could get done. If you can't get, if you can't get it done, it's not your priority that day. And that's fine. But I just think life is literally what you prioritize. Like I wake up and I know the things I have to get done Definitely. and I will not do anything else until those things are done. And that's just how I am. That's just me not wanting to feel like I wasted a day. And I know you're like that too. We, we are psychotic. This. We are very different. We're different <laughs> of people. That's why I love talking like to you. That. I know uh, you understand me more than most people do, because I even my own like my my mom and my sisters, they're like, why are you still working like the day is done? And I'm like, no, it's not. We're still awake. There's still there's still Wi-Fi. There's still people awake right now. I can get things done
0: because you're obsessed and yeah. obsessed. People see obsessed people.
1: Yep, you know, that's how it You're goes. obsessed
0: over life, yeah. And totally. like too many people make us feel weird or guilty or like workaholics or other things because like suppress the obsession. It's like, nah, man, like I'm just no, getting started.
1: Totally, and I, I get a lot of messages from people that are like, oh my God, like you must be exhausted. Make sure you take time for yourself. And I'm like, this is my time. Like I, I don't do things I don't enjoy doing. You you're
0: exhausted, like, I'm not exhausted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, not like, yeah, no, I might, I might be tired, but I'm going to keep working. Like, I don't know. I I get that there's there's probably a fine line between like being a workaholic and just, you know, being like us that really are passionate about what we do and we want to do it right and, you know, do it in a timely manner, but I I just think that if I have the if I'm awake and I can do it, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like like mm. there's no excuse for me to be like, "Oh, take time for yourself. Like this is my time. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Even if I'm tired, I'm still enjoying what I'm doing."
0: I think sometimes like you got to realize that you've got a place to go. So I feel like when my friends are like, Jai, like i got a friend and he says like, you're in your thirties now, Jai, like you should see what happens. Like everything slows down. You won't be able to run like you did in your twenties. <laughs> I've got places to go. Like I, yeah. there ain't nothing changing for yeah. me, you know, and that's me just like having a purpose-driven life. Like I want to go after these things. And so if I'm running with my passion like that, of course, nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to slow me down.
1: <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: Hey, so talking about prioritizing, and I love to, hear, because this ties in with like your time and mm. with um, our clients, like prioritizing. When people ask myself or yourself, like, Jai, how do you have time to post on social media all the time? Jai, how do you have time to get back to your DMs? Like, how do you get back to your emails? I don't have time for those things. Now, what I realized is uh, from the beginning, like I've been doing this, you know, for a long time now, and I've been the same way, I haven't changed. I prioritize, number one, the people that are invested in me. Number two, it's like they're my clients. Number three, it's like my subscribers, my followers, like my whatever it is. Anyone that wants to give me some sort of support and it might be a like, it might be a share, like whatever it is. So that's number one. And so when someone tells me that I don't have time to get back to someone, Mm -hmm. to me, I'm like, well, you've prioritized the wrong thing because if you prioritize the people first, watch your business blow up. But because you don't, and then you prioritize maybe you know going to the post office to send something, editing a couple of last photos, you know like whatever it is that you've prioritized. I believe it may be a low value task, and it's not as important as your clients.
1: Totally, and I, I touch on this again in in my talk. That's the beauty of running your own business: is you can make whatever you want a priority. You can do whatever you want. You have full control over that. But there's still so much power and value in what you prioritize. Regardless of the order you put it in, there are things that are going to be more valuable to your business if you prioritize them versus others.
0: Hey, and it works in your whole world, doesn't it? Because let's just say that you're you're a mother and you prioritize over everything else, like your child. And so with that in mind, you're still going to show up, you're still going to work and everything. But chances are you're probably going to make more impact and work so you can do less time there so you can get back and be the super mum that you want to be. And so it, the knock-on effect, because you made that decision, it doesn't have to be your clients is the most important, but the knock-on effect means you now don't blame your kids for not having time or feeling burnt out and stuff like that. And you have changed the rest of your business, your lifestyle, like everything else to reflect that. And you've attracted people that also prioritize their family as number one as well.
1: And I think we talked about this last time, the energy that you give is the energy that you receive in whatever way you're giving it, whether it's negative, positive, hardworking, enthusiastic, whatever, the energy that you put out there is literally the exact same energy that you're going to receive from the people that you surround yourself with. So Mm. you're choosing what you want to receive. I 100% believe that if you want to receive something, put it out there.
0: Yeah, it's so true. So with client experience, just wrapping it back up that I've got to say, like, for from, from my philosophy and like a, what I was saying before, it's like, with, it's within everything. I do sort of take a step back and I think about everything, right? So I don't think just about like, oh, I'm going to send something out. I think about if someone hears from me on a podcast and they get onto my social media, then they get on my website, like, can they find me easy? Can they see my services easy? Can they see, is there an about me video so they can see my mannerisms, how I talk, how I hold myself? How quickly did I get back to them? Then from there, it's like pricing. How was the prices? How did I name my packages? How did I present the prices? How confident was I? How like all these tiny little things. And here's a good example. People don't realize like pricing is client experience. Like it really is. I believe this, right? Now imagine, and most people don't want to do sales and they hate you know talking about money. But imagine if you came into my shop and you're like, I really want that shirt. And I said, "Awesome, grab it." And then you walk to the door and to the front counter and just stood there. And you're like, "Is someone going to come and take my money?" Or, and I'm like, "I'm too awkward, man. I don't want to talk about money." You know?
1: Yeah, I don't want to talk about money. That's so weird. Like, no way.
0: So now you, as a consumer, is sitting there awkward because you're like, "Oh, this is a weird transaction. I don't really want this shirt anymore." Right? So I think like client experiences, if you don't show up and confidently and proudly talk about the money, your prices, take that money, take that deposit, talk about how it all works, swipe at the credit card, man, you'll make it yes. hard for them to try and make it easy for you.
1: Yeah. So the key word is confidently because if you are making it uncomfortable and you're like, Oh, well, are you cool with this price? Like, does this feel okay? Do you want a discount? Like- are you, are you, yeah, like, how are you feeling? And they're going to be like, hold on, wait, if you're not confident in what you're charging me, I'm not confident in what I'm paying you. And just everything you just said was is literally what I talk about. I love talk, that. Literally like how, you pre- how you're how presenting your pricing, what your website looks like. Is it easy? Is it easily navigatable? I don't even know if that's a word. Can they navigate it easily? Can they click what they need to click? Do they, you have an about page, your contact page? Are you asking the right questions? All of that stuff is all going to literally package itself into your client experience.
0: Yeah. And uh, like with pricing, like all the time we complain about how expensive something is. And that's just us being regular humans. If I go and have dinner, I'm like, oh, this is expensive, but I'm still going to eat there. And I still like the waiter to tell me something. So I remember I was having dinner with a friend. Pizza came out. Oh, he's looking at the pizzas and they were $30. And goes, oh, the pizzas are expensive. And then the waiter goes, the pizzas, they're not expensive. They're great. Like that's what they are, you know, they're like stone milled, stone milled wheat with like Italian, you know, sun ripened tomatoes. The chef has put so much work into this pizza. And then I was sitting there going, man, he's so right. It ain't expensive. The thing is incredible, you know? So it's the same as like, sometimes like someone will come to us and they, and we feel insecure about our prices and stuff. And we think maybe, maybe they might even say, oh geez, that's expensive. But it's easy for me to just say back to him, like, I agree. It is expensive. You know, when I got a wedding photographer, it was super expensive. Best decision I ever made though. Yeah. You know, and you might go to someone yeah. else and they're cheaper, but guess what? You're going to get a better deal with me. I can guarantee that.
1: hundred percent. You're going to get a better client experience. And I think that that's something to think about is think about what you're charging. Think about what you as a, as a person would expect for that cost. Yeah. And then go above that. For your clients.
0: Hey, like we have money. I'm so comfortable with it that like everyone in my business map always laughs. They always like have a joke with me. They're like, "Jai, I should just leave my credit card on file. Like you just taking my money. I'm like, you're right. Yeah. You should, you should give me more money. Right. Yeah. And, and and they're like, yeah. what, what do you mean? And I'm like, give me more money so I can make you something even better. And I'll keep making stuff better because I believe in my products. Like if someone signs up to, to the summit, to watch you talk about client experience, it's $7, right? And we're sending out a journal as well for free to people. I'm like, yeah, give me money. Like do that. Because yeah. I'm telling you, it's an right. unfair exchange. You get a better deal than what yeah. I'm getting every time. Let's make that happen. Totally.
1: Totally. 100%.
0: Agree. <laughs> I feel like I'm just talking too much now.
1: No, I love it. I, I'm just agreeing with everything that you're saying because it's so true. And I, I just think... I think it's easy for people to be like, oh, well, I'm already going above and beyond when I'm, when I'm doing their wedding, I'm giving them so many photos. I'm giving them extra photos. And I'm just like, yeah, but take yourself, take the, take the actual photo shoot and the photos out of the equation. And then what does your client experience look like? What's left? How are you communicating them? Yeah. What's left? How are you communicating with them before that? How are you making them feel before that? What value are you bringing to them before you even meet with them? Before you guys show up to the wedding and and do what they hired you to do, all all everything before and after is just as important as what you're doing for them.
0: Love that. Do you have any last practical tips for people that are listening right now, getting so pumped, getting so inspired? They're listening to you, thinking, "How man? How's this girl's got this much energy?" You know, like I'm I'm burnt (laughs) out. Like, have you got any advice for us? Normal humans that want to go into our business this morning and then look from an outside perspective of our client experience and start somewhere.
1: So I really, really loved and agreed with what you said. Asking yourself those questions what are what are things that you value in other businesses and take a step back and reflect Are you doing that to your best potential, to your fullest potential for your clients? I think that that's so valuable to yourself for your own business for your own awareness really just self reflect on what you have to offer and and then put yourself in your clients shoes i mean even go through like go through your website at, with fresh eyes if you were a new client where would you go where would you click what questions would you have and are you answering those questions on your website or are you putting them in a position where they have to email you to ask you for further clarification, because it's not super clear on your website. Just things like that. Put yourself in their shoes, go through your website, fill out your contact form, get the email, respond to yourself. I mean, really like really immerse yourself and be a client for yourself and just see what that feels like and what that looks like from a client's end. Because I'm sure it always can look you know, professional and feel professional when that's your intention, but really look at it from somebody who Assume that they've never hired a photographer before. What What are they feeling when they go to your page and fill out your form and and receive that initial email from you?
0: Love that so much. Like I'm, I'm so selfish. I invited you back to the wedding photography summit because, like, I see you having so much energy and stuff. And I've got to say, like, for myself, like, you attract me like a magnet because that's what energy does, right? And I, and I think. Um, Totally. I think so many of us, like we need to we need to recognize that, and we need to bring that into our own world, because energy is the thing that changes the game. And for me, it's like if I see someone like yourself working as hard as that you do and and not just hard as in, like busy, like you'll make like a purposely doing the things that you're doing. I'm like, man, I need to give her an opportunity. I need to help her in some way. I need to you know do something. and and that's me being so compelled by it. And I think, Like for all of us right now with our businesses, like we need to think like that with our clients. Like if we are walking into a room, like do we light it up? Do we attract people or do we drain people? Do we recharge people or do we drain people?
1: Every interaction you have is an energy exchange, whether it's positive or negative. And you just kind of have to be self aware enough to recognize. Am I giving the positive energy? Am I receiving it? Am I giving the negative energy or am I receiving it? And then in turn, I'm giving the negative energy. It's just, I think self awareness is just really, really important, especially in this business when you're working with it's just human on human contact constantly. You know, it's customer service constantly. You're talking to people nonstop (laughs) and it's constant, it's endless energy exchanges. So being aware of the energy you're giving is going to be such a game changer in the energy that you receive.
0: Love that. And last little tip I just want to give out to the audience is like, be aware of how you speak and who you speak about, how you speak about those people.
1: Absolutely. Especially on the internet, especially on the internet where, where things live forever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, just a funny little story. Uh, my wife, Leela, she said to me, the other day, like, oh, I was talking to a wedding photographer she's actually pretty big in our area now. And she's doing some branding with Lelou. And she's like, oh, I actually know your husband, Jai. And Lelou says, oh, how do you know him? She's like, well, five years ago, I was actually at a wedding and I really wanted to do wedding photography. And I walked up to her and I said, would you mind if I followed you around, just took photos next to you? And then she's like, Jai just turned around and says, of course, I don't mind. Like do whatever you want. Take those photos. And if you could get any good ones, like show me. And what's interesting is like, I know a lot of people would say like, you can't take photos. You can't do this at my weddings and stuff. And this is five years later. And then that story that she shares comes back to me. And then I hear it and I'm like, oh, I remember her. I'm like, that one bit of kindness of how I treated that person at that time, five years ago, is still affecting my business today. And so when I think about that, like every interaction that I have with everyone, it doesn't matter if it's the uncle at the wedding, it doesn't matter if it's another wedding photographer, it doesn't matter if it's someone I disagree with, I know that it's going to affect my outcome, my life, my business, like everything for years to come.
1: One hundred percent. I think that's that's just a good life lesson in general. I know this is you just a life lesson, isn't it? <laughs> just be, <laughs> be a nice, nice, person. To, be nice <laughs> to people. Yeah, just be nice to people, and people will be nice to you. And then that's it. That's what we learn in like <laughs> kindergarten. And that's that's what we need to take. You know what? It all comes first, full circle. Guys, completely. pay
0: seven dollars for the summit, and that's what I was just going to teach. She's going to jump on, and go like be nice to everyone, and I'm then she's going to drop the mic. That's it. That's and then she walks off.
1: That's my full yeah. talk 10 seconds of me just being like, just be a fucking nice person. And then I'm going to log off and it's done.
0: If you did that, like I would have so much respect. I'd be like, oh my God, that was the most impactful, the best message, like talk out of everyone's because it's the thing that we all need to hear.
1: I think people would be a little bit upset with me if I did that, but I don't know. Invite me back a third time and I might just do it
0: just for, just for fun. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. There it is. Yep. All right. Where can we find you? Where can we say hi and uh, follow your adventures?
1: Yeah, so Instagram is where I'm at all the time, every day. It's where I live. Asha so Bailey I, underscore. I'm on Inst- yep, underscore. I'm on TikTok a little bit, but Instagram is definitely where I'm on most active and where I. Talk. <laughs> I'm a, oh God, I'm on YouTube. I'm on YouTube for one week out of the year because I'm very bad at keeping up with it. But yes, I am on YouTube. Briefly, I was just watching
0: it, which is I fun. really enjoyed it. I watched the the day in the life of.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that was so secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> so
0: good. So good.
1: But yeah, thank you so much for having me back. Honestly, it's so much fun every time. And I just feel like our conversation flows organically every time because we're on the same level of crazy, I feel. Yeah. So it just Crazy recognizes crazy. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> right, I appreciate you so much. I can't wait to talk to you again. And I can't wait to see you at the Wedding Photography Summit. It's going to be so much fun. You're going to bring the energy. That's yep. exactly what we want. I and uh, Yeah, thank you.
1: Can't wait to see you guys there.